evening and so good to be here in the house of the Lord. It's been four years since I was here last time and I'm so thankful for, uh, for the Lord and his work in my life and uh, through me as well what the Lord has been doing. I'm going to be sharing tonight uh, what he's been doing uh, through our ministry. So thankful for your prayers and I appreciate your support as well, uh, which is a blessing. The Lord has been so gracious to us, providing our needs and meeting all, all our needs. He's been such a good God to us this, um, since I've been here in America, and He's been good to us all, always. And I remember the day as they sang, I remember the day when the Lord saved me out of Islam. It was a glorious day when I called on Jesus' name, and I asked Him to be my Savior, and I said no to Allah. I said, Yes, Jesus, you be my savior. You love me. Muhammad has done nothing to me. Allah has done nothing to me. He didn't prove his love. But God commanded his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He proved it in action. So thankful. So the Lord um, has been gracious to provide me a wife. Last time when I came here, I was single, praying for a wife. And uh, the Lord led me to Falls Baptist Church where I met my wife, uh, Emily, and Emily's sitting right there at the front pew, and, and uh, we got married uh, three years ago, three and a half, and the Lord already has given us three kids. So my son Gabriel is two and a half, and uh, we have twin daughters, Esther and Grace, and they are 18 months. And I uh, appreciate uh, your prayers for us, and the Lord has been such a good God for us. I just giving us good home, good family, and I love my family, I love my wife, obviously, and I love my kids, they are adorable. So, uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> um, uh, so, I'm going to go to this PowerPoint slides, let me see if this works. I'm trying. Okay, it's not working. Okay, here we go. This is Pastor Keith Piper in Australia, who led me to the Lord, and I'm so thankful for uh, his ministry and, uh, and his sacrifice. He sat with me for five hours, uh, five, uh, 14 years ago, and he explained the gospel to me, and I realized that I'm a sinner, and Jesus is the Lord. He, he is the Savior. He died on the cross. He shed his blood to, to save me from my sins, and I called on Jesus' name, and I got saved, and thank God for soul winners. And uh, the Lord um, uh, started using me, and uh, we started a Farsi church beside the English service. In 2012, the Lord uh, allowed us to have Iranian church in Sydney, uh, and I preached for six years, and we saw hundreds of Iranian and Afghani Muslims come to Christ, and the Lord blessed that ministry mightily. And uh, so after six years of preaching, the Lord led me to come to America. Uh, Brother George Zaris, uh, many of you know him, most likely, and he invited me to come uh, to America to preach um, and record messages in the studio. And I've been traveling to Georgia since 2017 and recording messages. I was there just uh, a month ago, and we recorded 36 gospel messages, and uh, about five years ago, we started airing the programs into Iran, which is the only way to get the gospel to Iran and Afghanistan and Tajikistan. The door is closed, sadly. You can go to Iran and Afghanistan as a missionary to plant the church, 
But the Lord has opened the door for us through media, through satellite, TV, and radio. And we are able to get the gospel there and, and no man can shout. How do you want to stop, stop the signal that comes through the air? It's impossible. So the Lord has been good. And a lot of people in Iran hearing the gospel. They, they know about the gospel. When I left Iran 17 years ago, I never heard once in my life that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Never heard it. But now because of the media, uh, satellite TV and radio and social media as well, uh, it, this gospel message spread so fast. And evil spreads as well through media, of course, but also the gospel messages spreading as well. And the Lord is using it. And many people have heard the gospel in Iran. So we covered those three countries, Iran and Afghanistan and Tajikistan. 110 million people speak in Farsi. And we get the gospel to those three countries through media. In 2021, not only we have this media ministry that I've been uh, airing the programs last five years now, but the Lord has been opening the door for me to travel overseas to reach out to Iranians and Afghanis in person. So in 2021, the Lord led me to go to Armenia, the neighboring country next to Iran, in northwest of Iran. So I went there and we, we had a conference, invited Iranians and Afghanis to join us, and we had about 50 people turned up. My own family members came, seven of them came uh, to see me, and, um, and I started preaching, and my family members, they sat there, they listened to the preaching of the Word of God, and so I did preach for three days, uh, eight sessions. And on the last sessions, my, just before the last sessions, my sister, um, the one on the right, uh, she came to me and she said, I want to talk to you. And I said, okay, I'll, I'm going to come and see you in a minute. I'm, I was talking to an Armenian lady with her son, explaining the gospel to them. I said, let me talk to these people and I'll come talk to you. And I explained the gospel to those Armenians and they got saved which was exciting. It was in hotel lobby. We had the conference in a hotel, and I explained the gospel in a lobby to those Armenians, and both of them got saved. And then I went to see my sister to see what she's got to say. She was sitting with another pastor, Iranian pastor there, an Iranian pastor, Pastor Samuel. He said, I've got a good news for you. And I said, what is it? Uh, he said, your sisters want to become Christians. I'm like... I've been praying for this moment for 12 years. And I believe that the Lord answered that uh, many people uh, have been praying for their salvation. I asked many churches to pray for my family's salvation. And uh, the other sister on the left, she also was there with her. And uh, my sister said, when I see you, you Christians, how you are full of love and joy. You're singing and you act differently. Your talk is different. And the messages that we heard is so touching. And, and my sister said, I want to become a Christian. And, and my older sister on the left, she said, yeah, I need to be changed as well. I said, yes. I said, well, let me preach the gospel tonight. And I'm going to give an invitation. And if you want, come to the altar and receive Jesus as your Savior. And uh, my, three of my sisters, in, in fact, uh, they got saved. And my mom also, so I preached and my mom also got saved. Uh, this is my mom. So my mom and three sisters got saved in Armenia and other people as well. We had 20 souls, 20 Iranians came to Christ that day um, um, 
when I preach in Armenia. So the Lord used that trip mightily, and he saved souls. He loves Muslims. Did you know that? He loves, and he, he, he wants to, he saves them. It's not hard. When God works through his Holy Spirit and through the Word of God, nothing can stop uh, the Holy Spirit. He convicts of sins and righteousness and judgment, and, and people come to know him. And so we had baptism in Armenia. Those people who, who got saved, they got baptized as well. I had the privilege to baptize them in a, in a lake. And then last year in 2022, the Lord led me and my family to go to Turkey. So we went to Turkey for three months um, to, to plant a church. There is a man called Ajang, and uh, I've been discipling him for four years. And we started to pray about the possibility, possibility of planting a church in Turkey so he could take over the church and lead the church and pastor the church. And as I was praying, I said, Lord, is this your will? Do you want us to go to Turkey to plant an Iranian church? Is this your will? As I was praying, the Lord gave me Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 3 to 6. And it talks about Hezekiah. Hezekiah was 29 years old. Uh, 25 years old, he, he became a king, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, Bible says. What did he do that he, he was right in the sight of the Lord? In verse 3, it says, He, in the first year of his reign, in this first month, opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. And he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them together into the east street and said unto them, Hear me. Ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves, and sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers, and carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. For our fathers have trespassed and done that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord our God, and have forsaken him, and have turned away their faces from the habitation of the Lord, and turned their backs. So this man, after so many years, maybe over a century that the door of the house of the Lord was closed. And uh, the kings before him, they turned their back on God, and they were leaving the nation to idolatry, and they didn't have a place of worship. And 20, 25 years old, he was young, and he acknowledged that even his father was so evil. He did that was evil in the sight of the Lord. But he acknowledged that, he said, without God, we have no prosperity. Without God, we're not going to have freedom and blessings. We've been judged and we are under the oppression. The enemies are around and we have been cursed because we have turned our backs on God. It's time to open the house of the Lord and worship the Lord. And it's true to us too. Without God, we are nothing. We need the Lord. We need the place of worship. We need church. We need to come to church and worship Him to receive blessing. When you come and hear the preaching of God's Word, that affects your soul and your spirit. And you, you transform into the image of Jesus Christ. That helps you. And uh, so reading this, and he called Levites and priests, he called preachers to come and, and uh, preach the Word of God to people and carry forth the filthiness. It was just filthy, dusty, and they had to clean the house of the Lord. And reading that, the Lord spoke to me. I'm like, there are many Iranians and Afghanis fleeing their countries from oppression. They've been cursed in their countries and, 
And they, they go to Turkey under the UN, become refugees, and, and they're hoping that one day they'll be able to go to the West to find freedom and better life. And in Turkey, that's a great place. There are four million refugees living in Turkey. And I said, these people who are looking for a better life, they have no hope. They think that better life is found in, in freedom in the West or money and prosperity. They don't know that the better life is found in Jesus. And that can be found anywhere you are. And the Lord spoke to me through that passage. I'm like, they need the house of the Lord. They need the place of worship. And uh, so I asked the Lord to give me confirmation. He did give me another confirmation even to take my family. So my wife and three kids, uh, we went there in 2022. Last year, this time we were there. We spent three months. So I met uh, Brother Ajang, and we started uh, witnessing to, to people. This is uh, us in front of mosque in, in Turkey. And so we started witnessing to people, and Iranians, Mina, uh, the, the lady on the top, she got saved, and then the man on the right, uh, left side, he got saved. And so we started house, house church, Duzje Baptist Church. We started that, and we, we discipled these converts for two months. And after two months, we had a conference. We wanted to reach out to other Iranians and Afghanis. Uh, so we had a conference for five days, and we preached. Uh, Brother Kent Labov, missionary Kent Labov, and missionary Shane Andrews, he also traveled from America to help us with this conference. And it was a blessing to have them to preach the word of God. And so some people traveled from south of Turkey to be there in that conference in north. And uh, some people traveled from Iran to be there. My family came to meet my wife and kids for the first time. They never met my wife. So they came as well. They, they sat there and listened to the preaching. And uh, while I was in Turkey... I witnessed to these uh, two sisters on the right uh, at the age of late 70s and early 80s. Both of them got saved. I witnessed to them over Skype online, and they got saved. And uh, one of the sisters traveled from Iran to Turkey to be baptized at the age of late 70s, almost 80, to, to be baptized. Uh, so... My, my parents, I took my parents to a restaurant with my wife. My wife wanted to get to know my family members. So we were taking them out to eat. And so I sat there with my parents and I explained the gospel to my dad. My dad wasn't saved. My mom got saved the year before, but my dad was still lost, 78 years old. And explained the gospel to him. And I said, Dad, now do you understand that Jesus is God? Do you understand that you're a sinner? You need to be saved. You need to ask Jesus to be your savior. And would you like to do that? He said, yes. So he called on Jesus' name right there in a restaurant, and he got saved. And uh, it was just glorious to see my dad saved at the age of 78. And I thank you for your prayers for my family members. Now, they are all uh, come to Christ except my older brother. It's, it's been just glorious. The Lord has been answering my prayer I love to see my family saved, my family members, because I don't want to go to heaven alone. I want to take my siblings, my dad, my mom. And the Lord has been gracious to answer my prayers. So the church was in North Duzje. When we had this conference, people came from South. You see Dennis Lee, the other uh, uh, Dennis Lee that mapped the red dot. 
Dennis Lee. Some people came from that city and um, they, they were so touched by the word of God and they said, what are we going to do? We, we've been touched by these messages that we heard. It was so powerful. And now we're going to go back to our city and there is no church to go to. And as they were speaking, the Holy Spirit burdened me to go to Dennis Lee to plant another church there. And I'm like, we, by this time, we had only two weeks to, go, to get back to America because I was supposed to graduate from my seminary studies. Uh, and um, I had two weeks. I'm like, how is it possible to, to plant the church in two weeks' time? And, and uh, the other missionaries said, hey, let's go and see what the Lord is going to do. And the Holy Spirit clearly spoke to us, and it was like Macedonian call. They, they like, come and help us. I said, okay, let's go and see what's, what the Lord is going to do. So, so we went to Dennis Lee. Dennis Lee is a place where uh, Heropolis is. That's found in the book of Colossae. Heropolis is known for hot water. Uh, they had mineral hot water. They had like medicinal purpose. People take bath there and they, they get healed from skin disease. And he had hot water. And then... You have also, this is Laodicea, but you have, you have Colossae. Colossae is known for cold water. They had fresh cold water that was useful. You know, you could drink and be refreshed. So that was Colossae for cold water and then Heropolis for, for hot water. But then you have Laodicea. This is Laodicea. We, we went to Laodicea and that's a Laodicean church. At front of the church, we took picture. I got to preach inside the Laodicean church. The ruins of it is there still after 2,000 years. Laodicean church is known for lukewarm, right? Lukewarm. And remember, uh, Jesus said, I, I will neither be cold or, or hot. That's how Jesus said. I'm like, is God asking people to be cold, like cold in faith? That doesn't make sense. Anytime I read that, I'm like, that, why is it God asking people to be cold or hot? Choose cold or hot. But going there, that made sense to me because Colossi's water was cold and refreshing and uh, Heropolis water was useful as well. It was hot and it was useful for medicinal purpose. But lukewarm uh, of Laodicea, the water was lukewarm, good for nothing. It was like useless. And so Jesus used that illustration, spoke to this church, and they knew that Laodicean water wasn't wasn't good for anything. It was lukewarm, good for nothing. You couldn't drink it. You couldn't take a bath. And uh, Jesus, remember in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man open the door, he was speaking to this church, to Laodicean church. We use that as, as an invitation, which, which is not wrong. You can use it. But Jesus was speaking to the Laodicean church. They kicked Jesus out of the church. Jesus wasn't there. They were rich, increased with good, need of nothing. And uh, they had all kinds of programs and everything, but Jesus wasn't there. And Jesus was outside the door. He wanted to come in to bless them and because they were lukewarm. They didn't trust God. And that made sense when I, when I saw that. I'm like, this is amazing. Bible, there's so many things in the Bible you read that and you find somewhere in, in the world, like in Egypt or in Turkey, in Iran, there are so many evidences that proves the Bible. The Bible is re reliable. You can trust it. I never read anything like that in the Quran for 29 years. 
There is not, no such things in the Quran that you would read it and you would find some proof uh, somewhere in the world. Nothing like that. But the Bible is the Word of God. It's so powerful. So this is Colossae and it was mountainous and uh, beautiful, cold water. We stopped to get some cold water. It was refreshing. So we started our conference for five days and people came, about 70, 80 uh, Muslim turned up and we preached and they listened and they were taught. Some of them came to our meetings for the first time in their life, never seen a Bible in their lives, never been to a church. They were blown away. They were shocked. They said, we didn't know that this is Christianity. People, many Muslims know Christianity through Hollywood movie. Watching this Hollywood movie, all the filthiness that is going on TV, they think that they are Christians. And those people have no testimony right and but coming to church and hearing the preaching of God's word seeing how Christians act they were blown away they were and they were touched and so we started preaching and and uh, some people they came they gave me feedback and I was able to take them at the end of preaching every day I was taking them to the hotel lobby sharing the gospel with them the two couples on the picture they got saved uh, on the third day of preaching. And the next day, so we baptized them as well at the end. So more people got saved in Turkey. We had about 55 Muslims come to Christ in Turkey last year, which was just glorious. So when we took them to a baptism, to a swimming pool, we, we booked this place, a swimming pool. We thought that it was a swimming pool. So we went there and we opened the door, we walked in, uh, we had ladies and a man, they wanted to get baptized. And I walked in, I noticed that this, this place wasn't a swimming pool. This looks like public bathroom. People were taking bath, like men. Many of the men have uncovered. I'm like, we have ladies with us, they want to get baptized. This is not going to work. How did we end up coming to this place? We were so disappointed. So I walked down and I noticed this man, he, he was laying down on a stage and somebody was scrubbing his back. They were like cleaning up and getting, taking bath. That's what they do in Turkey. They have a lot of public bathroom like that. They, they go to, they take a bath once a week. Uh, not like you every day, taking shower. So anyway, <laughs> um, so I went downstairs and uh, to see where the swimming pool is and still I couldn't find, I saw this other people, all men, and they rinsing now, they cleaning up. And they were, there was no swimming pool. And I went to another section, I opened the door, there was this jacuzzi, two jacuzzis cold. The other places were so hot, the water was extremely hot. Now they come here to, to cool off, to, to be refreshed in cool jacuzzi. And I'm like, this is cold, the water is cold, how is that gonna work? We were so disappointed. So we prayed right there, Lord, would you show us what to do? These people have been saved. They want to get baptized. And next day, we were supposed to come back to America, uh, go back to Duzje, and then come back to America. We didn't even have time. And the other swimming pool was like far away. We didn't have vehicle to take these people. There are 40-something people. And so we decided, uh, we asked people to come one by one. Ladies can put towel on their head to come down one by one so we can baptize them. This man cannot see them or they can see this man half uncovered. Uh, so that's what we did. We baptized uh, people there, and, and we went back to 
have our last session, and some people came back to our last session, they missed the baptism in the morning. And they said, they said, oh, we want to get baptized. What, what can we do? And so I had to take them back. There were five of them, didn't get baptized in the morning. So I took them back to the same place to baptize them. And as I was baptizing the first person, there was a man on the other side, the other jacuzzi. He said, Amin, Amin in Farsi accent. I'm like, are you Persian? He said, yes. And my friend said, would you like to get baptized? He said, yes. In fact, I've been, uh, I've been reading uh, the book of Psalms and I've been following uh, Christian you know, channels on TV and media. I like to hear it. And so I sat with him and I shared the gospel with, with this man and he called on Jesus' name right there and he got baptized. And this is the man I baptized him. That, that was the place I was disappointed. I'm like, how did we end up coming here? This is the wrong place. It looked wrong to me, but it was just perfect right place for us to be. So one soul got saved right there. And he was not by himself. He had a few other Persian friends with him. One of them was actually a Christian. And his friend came to me. He got my number. He, he wanted to meet with me. So I, I met him the next day. He told me, he said, I have four other Persian friends. They're not saved. Can you explain the gospel to those four people as well as you did to this friend? I said, sure. He sent his four friends next day. I sat with those four friends, and they also got saved, four of them. Five souls got saved through that place, jacuzzi. The Lord was just doing miracles. There are so many miracles that the Lord did. I don't have time to explain all of them, but it was just all over. The Lord was working uh, and saving souls. So those people got baptized, got saved, baptized, and so they need a place of worship now. They need a building somewhere to, to gather and worship. So we, we found this place, we rented this, and, uh, and, we, and your church gave funds as well towards this trip that I went to Turkey. We were able to buy chairs and, and you see we had screen and pulpit and computer uh, and um, heater and chairs and everything. We, we were able to paint the place gray and so we had opening service. Uh, Brother Muhammad, uh, whom I led to the Lord four years ago in Iran, he fled Iran and he's in Turkey. He's been there for four years. He took over that church, so we called it Colossi, because Colossi, the ruins, well, there's no ruins left. Colossi has been destroyed over the years through earthquake. So there was no earth, Colossi, the ruins of it, nothing at all. So we revived it. We called it Colossi Baptist Church that once existed 2,000 years ago. Colossi Baptist, the second church. We didn't mean to go and plant two churches. We went to plant one church. It was just miraculous that the Lord used that Macedonian call to lead us to go to Denizli, and we, we planted second church. Not we, the Lord did. It wasn't my idea, the Lord did, definitely. So this is Muhammad and his wife Behnaz. They're leading the church now. And wonderful couple, so godly. Four years, they've been growing in their faith, uh, really good, and they love the Lord. So they had opening service. So as, when, I, when I came back to America, I was able to preach the opening service through Skype, and they could see me on the screen. Uh, so that was Turkey trip, and lately I went to Tajikistan. I was there a month ago. I came back just a few weeks ago, and uh, we went there to 
to train some Afghanis that have been saved lately. Just two years, last two years or some of them were saved for two months. There were some people who were saved for like two weeks even. And they are in a Bible institute in, in Tajikistan. And uh, we went there to, to train them in a Bible institute to teach them so that they can prepare for the ministry. So we got stopped in Istanbul. We missed our flight, so we had to wait two days. But in two days in Istanbul, we met three Iranians there, as you see uh, in the picture. And I explained the gospel to them. All three of them got saved, three Iranians. I'm like, I was so frustrated, to be honest, in Istanbul at the airport, missing your flight and the next flight leaving in two days. It was disappointing. But the Lord used that opportunity to, to save three other Persians. And I'm so glad that he did that. So this is uh, Tajikistan, Afghani refugees that they flee Taliban's regime to go to Tajikistan, and Tajikistan is no better, and they try to come to the West from there. Very poor, very poor people, and Tajikistan is struggling financially already. These Afghanis are refugees, they are very poor, they, they can't even work there, and if they do, they get abused, um, uh, they get less wages, low wages, so they're very poor. So we got to see them. This is their church, Sunday, Sunday morning service, sitting on the floor. And I had the privilege to preach to them, sitting on the floor. And so this is the Bible Institute. I had, to, uh, I had the privilege to train them for two weeks. And they loved the Lord, and they were so excited for me to be there and, and to learn in Farsi. They were so excited. And so this is the class that we were able to teach them. And at the end, I, the Lord put that in my heart to teach them how to share the gospel with others. As I did, at the end, somehow I challenged them. I said, any of you not saved? Any of you are not sure, sure of going to heaven? And this man has seen, he said, I'm not sure of going to heaven. And... Uh, he called on Jesus' name that day. He got saved. One of these students wasn't sure of going to heaven, but he got saved. And so whenever they get saved, they want to tell others. They can see that this is real. It's powerful. It changes you. Samim, who was saved two months ago, now he, he led his two sisters. The picture on, on, on the bottom, there are two sisters, one on the right, one on the left side. He's presenting a Bible to them. And they get excited when they get saved. They want to tell others because they can see that Jesus is real. He is real. He changes you. He brings hope. Even in Tajikistan, in bad situation, they could, you could see that they have joy in their, in their face. Uh, the Lord changed them. So I usually keep record of uh, people that I led to the Lord. Not perfectly. I miss a lot. Um, so the Lord has been using me since my salvation, and I have, I've been witnessing to people, and somebody asked me how many people you've led to the Lord, so I put that on presentation. I wasn't supposed to do this, but, but there are 588 people on my list, and I missed so many. It could be 1,000, but the Lord has been gracious. He's, he's, it's not me. Muslims are open. They can be hard, sure, but they can be open as well. When you share the gospel with people, it must, it's not just vain words. 
There's a spirit behind it called Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit works when you share this with anybody, Muslims, atheists, Buddhist, Catholic people, or any people you share the gospel. Holy Spirit works, and he convicts, he saves souls. It's, it's amazing. I've, I've done so many times, I see these people, they bow their heads and they call on Jesus. They was Muslims, they used to be Muslim, but now they are convicted. They acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. He is the only way. So uh, the Lord has been working among Muslims around the world. And Pastor Ben Turner in Vancouver, Anchor Baptist Church, he reached out to me uh, a while ago. He said we have a lot of Persians in Vancouver. And he has reached some of them. He said, do you think you can come here, help me for a while, maybe a couple of months, to reach out to Iranians? I said, actually, that ha that was in my heart for a long time to go to Vancouver. I know there are a lot of Iranians there. So we've been praying, we've been planning to go there this June and July for two months to be there with him and to reach out to Iranians and possibility of planting a church in Vancouver and uh, that he would lead and, and train. And I'm sure there'll be people who speak in English and no Farsi. They could interpret so they can have a church, Iranian, Farsi-speaking church there. In fact, some of the students in Tajikistan, they had their relatives, their sisters in Vancouver. And I, they told me the address, and I, I wanted to see how far they are from Anchor Baptist Church. It was 15 minutes away. I'm like, wow. And she said there are like 14, 15 Afghanis there. Their relatives, they are Christians. They don't have any church to go to. The Lord has been already working. So pray for this trip. Uh, we're going to be there for two months. I pray that the Lord would save. I'm praying for a hundred souls there, a hundred Muslims to come to Christ. Pray with me, please. And then uh, lately, missionary Kent Labov and I, uh, he, he was in Texas the other day in Houston, and apparently they have a Persian man going to church there in one of the churches. And we've been talking about going to Houston um, in early June, actually, before going to Canada. So we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do a conference and invite Farsi speakers there. Pray for that trip as well. We're going to be holding like three days of conference to see if we can reach Iranians there. Pray for that trip as well. The Lord is amazing. He is working. Iranians and Afghanis are scattering everywhere. Uh, sadly, I cannot go back to Iran because the door is closed. But the Lord is... Uh, using the media to get the gospel to Iran, but also those people who flee Iran and Afghanistan, they scatter around the world. The Lord has been leading me and other missionaries to go to them in, in Turkey, in Tajikistan, in, in other Armenia and other places here in America. And we're praying about planting a church in America as well. Pray that the Lord would uh, help us to do that. And because of my media ministry, I've been traveling to Georgia from Wisconsin, where we live. And um, it's been hard lately since we had three kids. Uh, the Lord provided us a house, but before he provided a house, I prayed. I said, Lord, if you provide us a house, I'm going to dedicate the basement to the gospel ministry. I'm going to turn it into studio. And the Lord provided us a house, and this is our basement it's not finished, and I said, oh, it's not going to work. But the Lord put that in my heart. He, he said, I'm going to do it for you. You pray. So I prayed, and the Lord gave me green light. 
He wants us to do a studio in the basement. So I spoke to my mission board, Baptist World, World Mission, and uh, they approve it. And, and uh, so we, we're going to turn this into a studio. In fact, uh, about a week ago, my friend from Falls Baptist Church, who's a builder, he came and he helped us to, to start it. So we did framing, and we're going to do drywall next week, Lord willing, or a couple of weeks. And so first phase, we raised the budget for the first phase is to finish it. The Lord provided us, us a budget for that. The second phase is to, to do like studio set, the background. We have, we're going to have LED screen, like six by foot, not, uh, six by nine um, size LED screen. We're going to show God's word there behind me as I'm preaching. They'll be able to see the word of God on the screen. And there'll be other background, musical background. We don't have good Farsi hymns, Farsi songs, so we'll be able to produce some Farsi spiritual songs as well. So we, we're raising 50000 for the second phase uh, for the studio background, but third phase will be for camera gear, cameras and equipment, microphone, and pray that the Lord would provide us the fund to be able to build this studio that we would record messages and do more, teach uh, you know, those people who are scattered uh, online. So uh, pray for that. And I'm going to show a video at the end. And then after that, I'm going to come and give you a challenge, one verse, and then we'll be done. So let's watch this video at the end. Um, so th there'll be a video before this verse. Would you play that video, play please? The country of Turkey is home to about 100,000 Iranian refugees who have fled the Iranian regime's repression. Thousands of people are fleeing conflict, violence, and poverty to make the risky journey across the border of Iran and Turkey. After arriving in Turkey, Iranian refugees have no rights to employment, healthcare, or insurance. They lack financial assistance and access to education for their children. They are forced to accept illegal jobs, and some are subject to their employers' abusive behaviors. Most refugees don't receive a fair salary and are unable to pay for their basic needs. Islam has done nothing to help Iranian refugees find freedom. They need Jesus in order to experience true freedom. In John 8.36, Jesus says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Hi. We are the Germi family, and the Lord has called us to reach Persians around the world. Recently, the Lord led us to plant a house church in Turkey. We traveled to the city of Duzce in northern Turkey and started sharing the good news of the gospel with Iranians and Afghanis. As a result, we saw souls coming to Christ and Duzce Baptist Church was established.
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we had another baptism ceremony here and we had uh, 18 former Muslims came to Christ and they were baptized right now. And uh, I need to tell you that Satan is uh, defeated again and Jesus is our victorious God and Savior and we glorify Him for what He's done. The Gospel is still works and it's powerful and it is the power of God unto salvation. We are rejoicing to see these Muslims coming out of Islam saying no to Allah and yes to Jesus and all Amen. glory to God. And we have Kent here and Brother Shane, they helped us this journey to help these people to know God, the true God, and be baptized. Brother Ken, do you have any? If you think that Muslims are not being saved, that's wrong. They are being saved, and we're seeing that. Great things are happening here. Many saved. 15 here in this meeting? Uh, 21 people 21 saved. saved here in the last, since Thursday or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And uh, God is moving. God is doing something. The hearts of the Muslim people are very open to the gospel, especially among the Iranians. So we praise God for what He's doing. And if you believe and know that these these people are being saved, we need to reach them. We need to do all we can to reach them, as God is moving. Amen. Brother Shane, uh, it's been an honor to be here among the Persian people, and uh, it's been amazing watching what the Lord has done uh, as He saved souls and. Uh, discipling and training uh, young Christians and uh, it's just been a blessing to be here to take part in this and I'm, I'm really honored for the opportunity to labor together with these men over the last couple of weeks uh, in a couple of different cities here in Turkey. There's a great need in Turkey to reach people with the gospel. You should pray that the Lord would send forth laborers into these fields that are wide already in the harvest. This is a fruitful field here and uh, we're praying that God will raise up some young men and women that would devote their life the calls of Christ in reaching the Muslims, but not only the Muslims, also the Turkish people as well with the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm just grateful and thankful for the opportunity to serve the Lord Jesus Christ here in this nation over these last three weeks. It's been a blessing. I want to say thank you, Brother Amir. Amir is going to uh, lead the church here. Um, he just established the church in Denizli. And just pray for Amir, and he's going to be leading the church here. And praise God for uh, for building His church. He said, "I will build my church." He's doing that through the gospel. And I appreciate your prayers and your support. May God bless you. And yes, in Colossians chapter four and verse three to four, we read uh, Apostle Paul is writing this epistle from from jail. And he's asking the people there to pray for him, uh, to be released from jail, to be protected. No. Look what he's saying. He's saying, continue in uh, verse, verse 3. With all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bounds. So he was in jail for what? For preaching of the gospel, preaching Christ. He was in jail. He's still asking, he said, pray that the Lord would open the door for us, that he would give me boldness, and that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Uh, just a couple of days ago, before I, we came here, my wife and I went to Dollar Tree to pick up a few things, and, and we were at the cashier. We wanted to, uh, you know, pay the money and everything. There was uh, two people behind us, and 
and I just pulled out the track and, and I gave it to the man next to me and I said, um, this tells you how you can be sure of going to heaven. I gave one to, to the cashier as well and uh, another one to, to the lady behind him. And this man next to me, he said, he's like very uh, slowly, he said, yes, I'm, I'm prepared for death. I'm, I'm a Lutheran. Like he's like telling me quietly, like he's kind of embarrassed or something. I'm like, I've been Christian for 14 years. Uh, I never had anybody like on the street, in, in the store, anywhere. Nobody has told me how to be saved. Nobody has given me a gospel track 14 years. Imagine if Pastor Piper, Piper didn't share the gospel with me. I would have been lost till now. I would have been lost. 14 years, nobody has given me any gospel track. Nobody has told me the gospel. So I'm trying to give the gospel to people. And some people, even Christians, he, he claimed to be prepared for death. He said, yes, I'm prepared, like gently. He's, he doesn't have boldness. Apostle Paul wasn't like that coward no he was praying asking that the lord would give him the doors of door of utterance the boldness that he would speak he would speak up for christ that's what we need in 2023 we need boldness we need we need god to open the door for us and he's opening the door when you stir up the gift of god which is in you when you stir up the gift that God has given you, then the Lord works. He opens the doors. You'll see people come to Christ. So all you have to do is that you have to surrender. Say, Lord, would you open the door? Go, you go to store, at work, wherever you are, ask for boldness. Ask for door of utterance. He will give you, I promise you. Uh, because Jesus said, when Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power and you'll be witnesses unto me. And he, he didn't tell a lie. He was the truth, and he said, you'll, you'll have power to witness. So that's what Jesus is asking for. Great Commission is working still in this year. We, we're living in end time. I believe that the Lord is coming back so soon. We have so little time. So let's be in business, in Father's business, and be bold. Ask the Lord to, to open the door of utterance for us, to speak the mystery of Christ, and make it manifest. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your love towards Muslims and all people. For God so loved the world, not just American, but world, everybody. We thank you, Lord, that you included me into your family. Lord, thank you for what you did in, in Armenia, in Turkey, in Tajikistan, and, and what you're doing around the world uh, this time. And Lord, even today, uh, we went to meet an Afghani man and he wasn't home. Lord, would you uh, prepare him for salvation? He lives just a few minutes away from here. Lord, thank you for what you're doing around the world. I pray that you would help us to be bold. Lord, open the door for us. Father, I pray that you would help us to be filled with the Spirit, to, to listen to his voice day by day and moment by moment, that we would see opportunities around us the doors are open everywhere, Lord, but we don't see it. We don't take it, uh, take advantage of them. I pray that you would open our eyes tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand up, uh, heads bowed and eyes closed as uh, we have an invitation as pianists come play in a moment. If the Lord has spoken to you through this presentation, uh, maybe the Lord is... Um,
calling it to, to, to a mission field, to Tajikistan, any country, uh, or uh, maybe you're not saved tonight. Maybe you're not sure of going to heaven. I'm telling you, Jesus is the answer for, for your salvation, for your eternity. He died on the cross. He's the way, the truth, and life. And you're not going to go to heaven through religion, through church, but through Jesus Christ, by asking him to be your savior, he will save you.